What's up? Welcome to the Gathering Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Ruby Rube. Today I'm going to be talking about honor your strength. Now these strengths, the ones that everyone possesses, they're unique strengths, they're unique talents. You were given those for a purpose, not to waste and squander and use all willy-nilly. Our ancestors didn't fight all those wars, survive all those depressions, survive all the plagues, all the malarkey, to pass on their genetic makeup, all of their strengths, essentially, for you to sit on the couch and drink Modelo while having your food delivered to you via DoorDash. Nah, my guy, that strength is supposed to be used to help push and pull yourself up from every single gutter that you find yourself in into your own little promised land. And after you're done picking yourself back up and using your strength to dust yourself back off, you're going to be able to give a hand up to those who are still struggling. Now this podcast episode was inspired because I just finished my San Francisco Marathon training and I had my my final long run uh, this last weekend. Saturday morning I had an awesome ride. You know, I live in Livermore, California and that is a beautiful place. I'm so blessed that I ended up and decided to settle down in that awesome wine country of a town. Because that place, man, it is conducive to growth. Any type of uh, outdoor physical activity that you want to get into, there are miles and miles to run, miles and miles to cycle. Uh, There's awesome places to to swim at. And man, if you want to get it in, Livermore, California has it all. And I have been completely taking advantage of that advantage. And that's... Just another way that I can accumulate and stack up all this strength. Essentially, I have the Matthew effect working in my favor where my gains and my strengths are stacking upon each other. Now, I had that awesome ride Saturday morning. I I told myself because um, I am, you know, I, I don't have a coach, a marathon coach or an Ironman coach. Primarily because I don't like being told what to do. Uh, There was this time where I was talking to a financial advisor and we were going over, you know, some of my assets, some of my, you know, all of my finances, my my income, my debts, etc., etc. And at the end of the conversation, the financial advisor guy, he was like, hey, well, you know, you are on track. You're you're doing great, um, you know. Everything was was adding up. You know, I I just wanted to talk to or perhaps get my my finances straightened out. But it turns out, hey, your boy Ruby Rube, I already had my my finances straightened out. And I was, you know, that sentiment was solidified and verified by a financial planner. And then he was like, well, you know, uh, the only thing that I can really do for you is keep you uh, accountable and we can have, you know, a weekly or a monthly meeting and I will go over all of your purchases and I will just hold, I, I will hold you accountable. And luckily, you know, 
this was a conversation that was over the phone because if it was in person, I would have got a, I would have given him a dramatic eye roll like, what, you're going to hold me accountable? You know, I don't need anyone to hold me accountable. I don't need anyone to tell me what to do. Like, hey, you need to be saving more money or hey, you need to be running faster, harder, etc., etc., yada, yada. I, I like to hold myself accountable. I'm not trying to win any of these damn races. I'm not trying to, you know, do anything that is not on my agenda. Essentially, my overall goal is to tap into my own inner strength, exercise discipline, temperance, and man, honor my strength. I'm going to look back when I am you know, 45, 50, 60, 70, 70 years old, I'm going to look back at this time and I'm going to look back and be like, man, I was, I was strong, you know, because as time goes on, father time is undefeated. Father time beats everybody. And it is inevitable that if I am blessed one day, I will become a old man physically but that doesn't mean that I'm going to become an old man mentally, spiritually, financially. All of those realms are going to be continually getting jacked, getting buff, buff body, buff mind, buff spirit, and buff bank. You know, I am not so delusional to believe that I'm going to stay this strong forever and ever. I know how life works. I'm going to die one day. You're going to die one day. We're all going to die one day. Hey, but guess what? Today... Man, I am strong AF. Because I understand that as each second ticks by, I know that I get older. As each second ticks by, belongs to death. As each second that ticks by, brings me closer into the grave. But not today. Man, today I am strong. I'm still relatively young. I'm a 39-year-old healthy American man. Now, when I was younger, you know, in my 20s, I used to see people in their 40s or even in, in their 30s, and I would be like, man, that's, you're old. But man, I don't feel old. I am in better shape in every realm that, that you can measure than when I was in my 20s. When I, when I was in my 20s, man... I was, uh, I was a moron. Let's just say that I was the case study for the male that didn't have his brain fully developed. I think that uh, uh, the human brain doesn't fully develop until they're 25. And shoot, my, my brain probably didn't fully develop until I was in my 30s. But that's all good because here I am now. And I have those lessons and those struggles that I was able to overcome. And I was able to walk away more resilient, more aware of how the world works. And because I I struggled myself, I can be more compassionate with people who are struggling. And as I have learned, not only through my own life experiences, but from the journey of other people... I have come to realize that the human has an indomitable spirit and it doesn't matter what you go through. You can go through a coma and be completely 
bedridden in a coma like my buddy Brian Boyle, who he ended up writing a book and it was called uh, Iron Heart. And he was in a coma for 10 months. And prior to his car accident, he was a healthy young guy. But because he was bedridden for, I I don't know, maybe it was 10 months or 10 weeks. I don't know, a long ass time. uh, He pretty much lost all of his physical strength. But he was able to incrementally build himself all the way back up into doing Ironmans. And he was one of the people who I learned about on my journey to becoming a Ironman myself. And he was just one of the stories that really, you know, put in the forefront of my mind where I saw him doing it. And if he can come back from such a tragic, unfortunate accident, if he can come back from that, man, what's stopping me? What I've come to realize is that the only thing that's stopping me were my habits. The only thing that was stopping me was my my why, my discipline, and my inability to control my impulses. And now because I know how my flesh works, I know how people's flesh works. I understand the battle that is inside every single person when it comes time to put in some purposeful and meaningful work. Hey, there's going to be that struggle. There's going to be that internal struggle, that eternal struggle between good and bad, between doing what's right and following your flesh down a dark alley to buy some more hair on, to buy some more cocaine. You know, maybe even if you never got into that hair on or or in that cocaine, maybe your battle is, you know, uh, the superfluous trips to the grocery store to fill up your refrigerator with all types of ice cream and donuts and fast food and coca-cola whatever your vice is whatever you're using to hold yourself together to prop yourself up with to numb down all of those truths that you don't want to face that is is the the struggle that is what everybody faces and now Here I am, knowing the journey that I've been on, knowing the things that I have overcome, and knowing the alternative universe that exists, where if I would have went down that path, doing those things, embodying those virtues and values, man, I would be not, I would not be in my own little promised land where I'm at right now. And like I said before, I don't have all the answers. I don't have everything figured out. As I continually grow and learn, part of that never-ending process is going to be identifying, hey, all right, this is holding you back. That is holding you back. All of these things, you're still fucking up, right? But that's all right. You know, I'm going to embrace my strengths. I'm going to acknowledge my weaknesses. I'm going to honor my strength and do the things that I need to win all of these little daily struggles, all of these little battles. I'm going to be honoring my strength and putting in the work and, you know, trying my my best to continually strive for what's better. Seneca, he has a quote and he stated that as long as you live, 
continually learn how to live. And man, those are some awesome words that were spoken over 2,000 years ago, and they're still applicable to today. Now, in regards to honoring your strength, what that means is to recognize and acknowledge and value the inherent abilities, qualities, and capabilities that reside within you. Now, this is going to involve embracing and appreciating your unique talents, skills, and your attributes. And you have to allow them to guide and empower you in various aspects of your life. Now, this inner strength that I'm talking about, you know, this isn't going to be, hey, how how much weight can you lift? How far can you run? How many pull-ups can you do? Nah, my guy, it's not about that. You know, when you honor your strength, you make a conscious choice to live authentically, embracing who you are and what you bring into the world. This is going to mean you have to use your strengths to overcome your challenges, achieve your goals, and make, it a, and make a positive impact on yourself and those around you. Now, the reason why that is important to honor your strengths and overcome your challenges, you know, we all have challenges. We all have goals and we need to honor our strengths in order to achieve those goals so that we can, man, break, break away from these bad habits. Now, what this also means is um, honoring your strength. It also involves self-care and self-compassion. It means that recognizing when you need a rest, recharge, or seek support, and not pushing yourself beyond your limits. Now, this is going to involve nurturing your well-being and understanding, hey, you know, all right, this is my limit. Now, you don't need to go and do anything extreme because when you do things that are extreme, now, that's not really sustainable. And now you want to have the habits that you can sustain throughout the duration of your life because we want longevity. You don't want to do something and then, you know, burn out and potentially cause more problems. Now, the reason why that is important is because, man, you want balance in your life. And, you know, sometimes it's all right to go a season or two where you are just, man, you're just chomping at the bit. You want extreme growth. You might need to do some extreme things. Now, ultimately, honoring your strength is about embracing and celebrating your unique qualities, recognizing their value, and using them as a foundation for personal growth, success, and fulfillment. Now, this allows you to live a life aligned with your true self and make meaningful contributions into the world. Now, when you're able to embrace your unique qualities, this involves recognizing and accepting the qualities that make you who you are. Now, if you don't know who you are, well, you're going to have to look in the mirror and bust out that journal. I always talk about journaling. I know it could be, you know, tedious, but man, with if you do it a little bit every single day, man, that's going to stack. Those little gains are going to stack on top of each other. And you can write a sentence right? Just do it. (laughs) If you want growth, you're going to have to do the things that promote growth. And number one is going to be journaling. Now, as it pertains to your strengths, you can have creativity, your intelligence, empathy, your determination. How about your unique strength is just being super nice, right? Embracing your unique qualities means acknowledging that they contribute to your overall identity and they have value. 
Now, when you recognize their value, you understand the value of your strengths, and it involves acknowledging the positive impact they can have on your life and the lives of others. Your unique qualities can be used to solve problems, pursue goals, build relationships, or make a difference in the world. Sheesh, who wouldn't want to contribute all of that? Now, recognizing the worth of your strengths allows you to appreciate and then leverage them effectively. Now, one of the reasons why it's so important to identify what your strengths are is because those strengths that you have, those are going to be a foundation for your personal growth. Your strengths can serve as a solid foundation. By recognizing and understanding your abilities, you can identify areas where you can excel and set goals that align with your strengths. This helps you focus your efforts and develop in ways that are that are aligned with your natural talents and inclinations. Now, because these strengths that you are going to be honoring, you can use them for success. Ooh, there we go. You want success, right? Well, you're going to have to honor your strengths. Now, the way that, that you do that, it means to leverage your unique qualities to achieve success in various areas of your life. Whether it's in your career, relationships, personal pursuits, or any other aspect, you're able to harness your strengths to overcome challenges, seize opportunities, and excel in your endeavors. By aligning your actions with your strengths, you increase the likelihood of achieving your goals and experiencing fulfillment. And now, because we... As an individual, we come from a long line, a long legacy of people who have come before us. And, you know, society, our ancestors, they passed down those strengths. And just like our ancestors passed on their strengths to us, what are we going to be passing on to our children? What, What strengths do you have? Now, it is important, so in a evolutionary aspect, honoring your strength, this is going to be understood with the, within the context of human adaptation and survival. You know, we want to teach our kids how to, you know, take care of themselves. We're not going to be able to teach them how to do everything because there's just too many damn skills, you know. Uh, I'm not going to be, be able to teach my kid how to do, you know, plumbing and, you know, all of the advanced plumbing in the house, all, all of the... Uh, electrical. I'm not going to be able to teach him how to swap out a motor, but hey, I'm going to be able to teach him how to take care of himself. Now, evolutionary processes have shaped humans over millions of years, resulting in various strengths and abilities. They have contributed to their species success. Now, honoring your strength from an evolutionary perspective involves recognizing and leveraging these innate capabilities to adapt, thrive, and ensure the survival of both yourself and future generations. Now, when we talk about the survival of ourselves and the survive and passing on these strengths for future generations, you know, it, it comes down to that. You know, how are we going to be able to thrive on this planet if we can't you know, honor our strengths to use them as leverage to take care of ourselves, to create a income, to enhance our lives, to bring fulfillment. And then because we're not, you know, greedy individuals just looking out for ourselves, we are going to be helping other people. Now, the way that we help the most people 
is by honoring our strengths. Now, if you are a father who is striving continually for what's better, you understand that evolutionary success is not solely about the individual survival. If you want your family tree to be strong, if you want your family tree to be able to produce good fruit, you know, as the old adage goes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. If you want your kids to be the, the sweetest apples, the strongest apples that they can be, you know, you need to honor your strength because it's, it is about ensuring the survival and thriving of future generations. We don't want to bequeath all of our debts, all of our liabilities, all of our bills, all of our weaknesses onto our kids. No, they don't want to pay that shit. You know, us as men, we need to be able to, you know, push and propel our children as hard and as far as we can while we are on this earth so that, hey, when we depart, they're not going to be going and falling into alcoholism, into drugs. They're going to be able to stand up on their own and face whatever life has to throw at them. Now, honoring your strength in an evolutionary sense involves recognizing the value of your strengths and passing them on to future generations. This can happen through various means such as teaching and mentoring others, contributing to collective knowledge, and promoting the development and well-being of future individuals. Now, in summary of honoring your strength as an evolutionary aspect, this is going to involve recognizing and leveraging the innate adaptations and predispositions that have contributed to human success over time. This entails adapting to challenging circumstances, passing on your strengths to future generations, and understanding the balance between individual and collective strength. By doing this, you will align your actions with the ongoing process of evolution and increase your chances of thriving and contributing to the continued success of our family tree. Now to jump back in to the inspiration for creating this podcast episode, Honor Your Strength, it came to me when I was on a, an easy Ironman training ride. Now I have already completed doing my long runs. I did uh, two 20-mile runs, and I earned myself a taper. And in the endurance world, the taper is a week or two of reduced mileage. Now, because I'm training for an Ironman, I get to intertwine a little bit and ease myself into Ironman training. And now I woke up super early before the sun even rose on Saturday. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out for a nice little ride. I'm going to take it easy. And, you know, I'm just going to enjoy, you know, the nice early mornings. And it's, it's a beautiful summer morning. And it's not too cold. So it, it was making for a very poetic uh, Ironman training session. And I was looking forward to that. And now there is this route from my house to a lake, and it's called Lake Del Val. Now this lake, it takes you through a bunch of, or in order to get to that lake, you have to 
ride through a bunch of uh, farmland, ranches, wineries, breweries. It's an awesome isolated road. And the good thing about it is that Livermore, they have a bunch of great cycling lanes where it's completely paved. There's not a bunch of crap in the cycling lanes. And because there's not many people driving on that road, especially at that hour that I was beginning my training session, it makes for a a nice, serene, peaceful ride. But one little caveat of cycling to Lake Del Val is that there are these steep hills. Very steep. I don't know what grade they are, but just take my word for it. Now, with my little easy training ride that I had set out to do, you know, momentum and gravity got the best of me because I started to go up this hill and as I was making my way up the hill there was like an awesome sunrise that was manifesting right before my eyes and because I don't train with any music I just have the sound of my bike my breath the birds are chirping at this hour and the sun is starting to peak over Livermore's beautiful foothills. And there was even some clouds in the sky where it was just, you know, man, if I was Bob Ross, that would have been a great opportunity to set up an easel, bust out the canvas, and start painting a beautiful masterpiece. And now I start to think to myself, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. So I'm just chugging along, inching my way up that hill, and I just start to feel really good. I start to reflect on my marathon prep and I start to reflect on, you know, how strong that I was feeling traversing up this hill. And I start to, you know, just feel really good about how far that I've come, not only in my training, but, you know, in my life. And I find that, you know, embarking on this on this journey of running a marathon and doing Ironmans, it has helped me in many more ways than just accumulating and acquiring cardiovascular strength or physical strength. It has helped me tremendously. And I started to think about how, man, you know what? One of these days, if I'm lucky enough, I'm, I'm going to be that old man and I'm going to be looking back at this era in my life and I'm going to be proud of myself that, you know, hey, I, I stepped out of my comfort zones and I was honoring my strength by, you know, putting my strength to work. And I noticed that there is a lot of men who are capable. Oh, you know what? A lot of people, men, women, um, they're, they're physically strong. They have everything that they need. They have the able body. They have, you know, these strong legs, a strong back, but they don't do anything with it. They let it go to waste. And I think that that is, is a shame. I think that they are robbing themselves of beautiful moments, miraculous moments that they can experience for themselves where their body would put them in a certain situation and their body would deliver them through that adversity of whatever it was and it would deliver them into a better overall well-being, just complete overall, mentally, physically, spiritually. 
and financially because when you start to take care of yourself and when you start to honor your strength physically, that permeates into every aspect of your life and that's how I have organically created a little catchphrase for myself, the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. And when you have all of those things looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1972 as he was competing for the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Championship, when you have that strength permeating in all of those realms, man, that is a great feeling. Now, when I started to embark on this journey of assessing my weaknesses, uh, one of the things that I was able to discover for myself when I was you know, looking for my weaknesses when I was analyzing myself was I had a long period where you know I I had inadequate strength in my legs you know I I just didn't do them because they were hard and then I was like you know what all right I'm gonna spend some time I'm gonna do some squats I'm gonna do some calf raises I'm gonna get some strong legs and then you know as time went on and I started to do the leg workouts and I was fulfilling my own promises to myself. I was like, you know what? Here's another inadequacy. I don't run enough. My cardiovascular uh, game is whack. So I started to run. And then I ended up getting injured. It was Father's Day. And to make a long story short, that injury sidelined me uh, for about a week. And I was in in pain to where and it was even painful to get off the bed and to make another long story short is that injury set me on a trajectory to where that was a blessing in disguise because prior to that I was taking my mobility my strength for granted and I was squandering my my strength I was squandering my mobility and I wasn't utilizing it into its fullest capacity and as I was able to actively recover myself and my body started to heal itself you know I vowed I was like you know what I'm not gonna take my mobility for granted I'm going to you know celebrate these strengths I'm going to celebrate being a healthy strong man and I'm going to exercise myself and I'm going to become well-rounded physically and little did I know that signing up for the marathon was going to acquire all types of strength that I didn't even know existed uh, there's something about voluntarily isolating yourself and seeking solitude on these marathon training and Ironman training runs where it completely just opens up your mind and if you're one of the people who like me don't train with music and all you have to go off is you know soaking in your environment soaking in your thoughts and man that is that is that was groundbreaking for me now if you are in a position where you believe you can't run and you are limiting yourself or you think you have strong legs hey you know that's a weakness uh, that's a weakness and you can do something about it or you could just stay weak inadequate yeah you know whatever but for me um running has become a metaphor for my entire life doing the iron man has become a metaphor 
for my whole life. And what I found out is that as a endurance athlete, the word endure is in endurance athlete. And I found that fascinating because there are a lot of people who claim to be strong physically, but they can't endure a workout after work. There's a lot of people who claim uh, to be strong mentally, but they can't endure it when it's time to push their limits a little bit further. There's a lot of people who claim to be strong and tough and have discipline, but their inability to endure their their overall well-being when things start to get tough, it's that inability that I was facing for myself that you know I found pathetic and I was like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want extreme growth and you know the marathon uh, that came on my radar. I don't know exactly how, but man, I, I think I was just listening to a bunch of podcasts uh, and a, a bunch of audiobooks, and it seemed like the the perfect environment to you know test my philosophy, to test how tough I really was. Now, you can claim to be all sorts of strong. But if you don't have any way to test it, then, hey, that, that's just a theory. And talk is cheap. Everybody can talk and claim that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm tough, I'm strong, I can do this, I can do that. But hey, man, talk is cheap. If you, wanna, if you want a, a realm or a world to test your resolve and see how strong you really are, hey, that marathon and that Ironman... That is open for everybody. If you say you don't have time, yeah, you know, I get it. But, you know, I didn't think that I had time. And I was one of those guys who made excuses for all of the superfluous, superfluousness things that were occupying and robbing me of my time. But ultimately, when you start to add up everything in your life and you see that there's more liabilities and debts and things that are taking up a majority part of your life, then, hey, you have recognized some weaknesses. Now, you don't need to go out and run a marathon, but this was just something that was calling to me. And here are some of the benefits. Like, I'm not going to be able to list all of them, but here are some of the benefits that training and running a full marathon can teach a person. And... You're able to acquire some of these valuable lessons and go through that transformative process for yourself. Uh, here are some key lessons that can be learned from this remarkable endeavor. Number one is going to be discipline and perseverance. Training for a marathon requires a high level of discipline and consistency. It teaches you the value of setting goals, creating a structured training plan, and sticking to it. Throughout the training process, you encounter moments of fatigue, doubt, and discomfort. By persevering through these challenges, you develop mental resilience and a stronger sense of determination that extends beyond running. Like I said before, you know, when it comes to training for that marathon, if you have the the wevels to sign up for that marathon you know there's going to be 
plenty of opportunity to where you are thinking to yourself, man, I'm tired, I want to quit, or I already did enough training, I already did this, I'm fatigued, can I even do it, I'm uncomfortable, I'm hungry, but hey, guess what, everybody faces that, and it is the strong ones who rise to that level, and they persevere, and they they go through that fire and because they go through that fire they experience the transformative process that leads them off in a better in a better situation because it's going to that success is going to extend beyond running another benefit is uh, goal setting and achievement Running a full marathon is a significant goal that requires months of preparation. It teaches you the importance of setting challenging yet attainable goals, breaking them down into smaller milestones, and working consistently towards their achievement. The experience of crossing the finish line after months of training provides a profound sense of accomplishment, empowering you to set and achieve goals in other areas of your life. Now. As it pertains to setting and achieving other goals in your life, you know, I, I have heard the sentiment that if you can overcome addiction, you can run a marathon. If you can persevere and overcome your alcoholism, you can run a marathon. If you have went through a divorce, if you have went through any crap of your life and came out stronger on the other side, then you can run a marathon. Marathon running and training teaches you how to endure. And when you voluntarily subjugate yourself to the crucible of marathon training and running, when you do that voluntarily, hey, that's how you get super gains. Now, along the marathon journey, uh, another aspect that is going to benefit you is mental strength and overcoming limitations. Running a marathon tests your mental strength. The long distance, physical fatigue, and moments of discomfort push you beyond your perceived limits. It teaches you to overcome negative self-talk, self-doubt, and mental barriers. Through the training and race itself, you learn to tap into your inner reserves, embrace discomfort, and, and push through challenges an invaluable skill that can be applied to other aspects of life. Now within that marathon journey, yeah, you are gonna be having to overcome negative self-talk, self-doubt, and mental barriers. And you know, man, come race day, my marathon is in six days. I am anticipating, you know, pain, discomfort, I am in anticipating being out of breath. I am anticipating, you know, having some muscles being sore, maybe some discomfort in my feet, but whatever, I'm still gonna push. And that is the beauty about being a strong human being is that despite all of the discomfort, despite feeling fatigued, despite this negative self, uh, uh, the negative talk that is going to in, uh, creep up in someone's head. Despite all that, I'm, we all, we're all still going to push. We're all still going to cross that finish line together.
More benefits of training and running a marathon is going to be your ability to improve your time management and prioritization. Marathon training requires significant time and effort. Balancing training with other responsibilities such as work, family, and personal commitments teaches you the importance of effective time management and prioritization. It encourages you to make choices that align with your goals and values, optimizing your use of time and energy. Now, as the old adage goes, time is money, money is time. And when you have a big lofty goal that is, you know, off in the horizon, the not too far future, you're going to need to prioritize. Hey, do I want to stay up a little bit later and watch another episode of I Love Lucy? Or do I want to get some much needed rest so that my body can recover so that tomorrow I can go run 20 miles and you're going to feel much better and much more courageous and emboldened to run 20 miles by yourself when you are well rested. Now, if you do not get your adequate rest and nutrition and hydration, if you do not focus on that and you neglect it, then, hey, that 20-mile run, that's going to be a suffer fest. You, you might as well buy a ticket on the struggle bus and... Hey, have fun with that. That's where the real suffering comes in. But you know what? Hey, that's where we all have the accountability and ownership. You know, because nobody's going to come to your house and make sure that you are sleeping. Nobody's going to come and check in on your nutritional intake. No one's going to check up on you. It's just all you by yourself. And that is empowering. You know, if you claim to be a healthy, grown, well-evolved, mature adult, you shouldn't need anybody to come in and check on you and see if you're doing your workouts, are you doing your stretching, are you getting rest, and this and that, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't need anybody to, you know, come and coach you. You know, unless, let's, I don't know, if you're trying to actually win the race, then yeah, you're you're going to want a coach. But, uh, you know, for, for the age grouper, for the every for the every for everyone else that is just going to be hey let's just show up go through that transformative process let's um receive whatever gems of wisdom that this race is going to deal out to us and let's just be ready to learn you know the list goes on and on because resilience in the face of setbacks now that is going to be a positive attribute that marathon training and running a marathon is going to help improve your overall life. Now, marathon training and the race itself often involves setbacks such as injuries, fatigue, or unexpected circumstances. It teaches you to adapt, adjust your plans, and bounce back from setbacks. You develop resilience and you learn to view setbacks as learning opportunities rather than insurmountable obstacles fostering a growth mindset that can be applied to various areas of your life. There are too many positive aspects to list. Uh, essentially, you're going to have to find out your own, whatever your marathon journey is going to re reveal to you. But man, I, I did not think that I was going to be experiencing all of these positive 
transformative things that I have experienced on my marathon journey. Now, if you do decide to go and run a marathon, just know you are going to have heapings of mental fortitude piled on. Uh, You're going to cultivate mindfulness and a presence. Uh, You're going to have a connection with the natural world. And guess what? You know, because you are a part of nature, you're going to have a deeper connection with yourself. Because running outdoors, particularly in scenic or natural environments such as Livermore, California, this can enhance your connection with the natural world and deepen your spiritual connection. As you explore trails, experiencing the changing seasons, and witness the beauty of nature, you may develop a greater sense of awe, gratitude, and interconnectedness. This connection can bring a spiritual dimension to your running experience, and this is going to foster a sense of harmony and reverence for the world around you. Uh, You're also going to be overcoming your self-imposed limitations, and no one is putting these limitations on you. You are putting yourself Impose limitations on yourself. Now, prior to my marathon um, career, I thought running three miles was far until I heard a quote from David Goggins. He said that when you are at the mental limit of wanting to quit, you're only at 40% of your threshold. Now, with that quote bouncing and resonating in my mind, Um, Shortly after, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try for six miles. Surely enough, once I passed that three-mile mark, I was like, OMG, I am in uncharted territory. And then, yeah, once I got to that six-mile mark, I was like, wow, what else can I do? There I was, you know, self-imposed limitations, and sheesh, it feels good to break those barriers. Now, running a marathon, that's going to push you to confront and overcome your self-imposed limitations. It challenges your beliefs about what you are capable of achieving. As you push through physical and mental barriers, you expand your perceived limits and realize the potential within you. This process of personal growth and self-transcendence can foster a deep understanding of your own resilience, strength, and inner power, aligning with spiritual principles of self-discovery and transformation. One of the things that I discovered, like I said, I didn't intend on learning this, but one of the things that I discovered was my own philosophy. That's badass. All in itself, you have your own philosophy, but hey, you know what? You may not be aware of it, but if you were to, you know, find some solitude, voluntarily Um, isolate yourself and focus on those things, then you might be able to discover your own philosophy as well. Now, some of the best thoughts that I've ever had have been in a deep Ironman training session or a deep marathon training session because, man, that is a benefit that I did not know was in the endurance world. Now, reflection and introspection. Long training runs provide ample time for reflection and introspection. As you log miles, your mind has space to wander and dive into deeper thoughts and contemplation. Running becomes a form of moving, of a moving meditation. 
allowing you to explore your inner landscape, gain insights, and foster self-awareness. This reflective aspect of running can lead to personal growth, increased self-understanding, and a deeper connection with your spirituality. Now, it's fascinating because there was a little piece of wisdom that I learned. I don't know exactly from where, but they were talking about how the things that you cannot buy with money are the things that are of the highest value. Now, because you cannot buy, you know, one, strength to uh, to go on a marathon training run, uh, but you also can't buy uh, self-awareness. You can't buy insights you can't buy understanding of your inner workings you can't buy a deeper connection with your spirituality all of those things you can't buy and that's why you know they are valuable now if you were looking for extreme growth i would encourage you sign up for a marathon if you have an able body and you don't have any physical limitations or anything like that, I'd say just do it. You're going to learn something. And that's the whole you know, part of life is to learn. Step into the chaos and put order into it with wisdom. Now, in summary, running a marathon can help you build mental fortitude by developing resilience and perseverance. It can also contribute to deeper connection with your spirituality through mindfulness, presence, connection with nature, overcoming limitations, and introspection. Through the physical and mental challenges of running, you have the opportunity to tap into your inner strength and explore the spiritual dimensions of your being. Now, because your boy Ruby Rube over here at The Gathering Strength wants you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank, ah, I'm going to encourage you. Hey, go do something hard. Go and solve a hard problem and go reap those rewards. Go slay that dragon and get the gold and save the princess. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? That'll do it. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it to the end of, end of the podcast, give me a like, a subscribe. Give me a little follow. Uh, don't forget to leave me a comment. And until next time, it's onward. Always onward.